Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th. <laughs> that psychotic smile on my face. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, uh, I'm Dan Crozier, and I'm sitting here with Pokadani. Hello. Oh, I, it, thank you for having us over at your house. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, we're here with uh, Kofo Live and Undead, and uh, we're uh, specifically talking about uh, a show, uh, Victorian Horror show that you're putting together yes, right yes um yeah tell us about it so march 7th which is mm -hmm. in a few weeks i am producing a uh a show it's called in darkness and nice. it's at the savoy at curtis park on arapaho street and it is a burlesque and theater kind of uh, mm. combo nice and so we are doing the traditional burlesque acts that people may or may not have seen um, but we are putting them all in this very theatrical um, wrapping of this story of the the ghost of the building basically oh okay so the ghost of the building is the host of the show and so she's going to take us on a journey through her life and um, through these stories. Each story is as if she is reading the story to us because the idea is that in death, the only thing that followed her were her books, which were her most prized possessions in life. Okay. And, you know, what kind of book would she have if she died in 1905? Yeah. They'd be Victorian era horror novels because oh, that was yeah. very, very popular. So we have all like all of the famous authors, some that people maybe have never heard of. Um, but, you know, of course, we're going to have Arthur Conan Doyle, nice. Poe, we'll have some Dracula, uh, Mary Shelley. Oh, okay. The, Fantastic. Yeah, a lot of the favorites. Nice. Yeah, uh, you know, who was the writer of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Oh. Yeah, I know. I'm drawing a blank too. That's why I'm putting that out there. Huh? Maybe somebody you would know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All two of you that are watching right now. Yeah, I always, <laughs> I always forget specifics. I actually wrote myself some notes just in case oh, you asked. Okay. Oh, but okay. I didn't write down that. I was gonna jump ahead. So, ooh, H.P. Lovecraft, but he was actually a couple he was generations. Actually, he was later. after. Yeah, because yeah. I wanted to put some Lovecraft, but it didn't work out because he would have been doing okay. it after she was already dead. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I was looking for <laughs> acts from the performers, some of them I asked for, like they had specific acts that already worked, and some of them I asked if they were interested in doing something new, and I had to have that very specific rule of, like, mm. it has to be pre-1905. Okay. Which, you know, leaves out some very good things. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like you have a, you know, a fantastic, uh, you know, show that's put together, uh, kind of a, a nice assortment of, uh, of talent, too. Yeah. So, so, like... Uh, uh, my friend uh, Tatiana Tatas is yes. Yeah, so we have some really amazing performers. Actually, have a list. So oh, fantastic! No problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, and look at this the poster. This is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested, uh, go to Eventbrite. It's called In Darkness, and the picture looks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll uh, post uh, the Facebook page uh, back on our uh, page uh, as well underneath uh, this and then uh, um, yeah underneath the video and then for the event page too that we have for this yeah 
yeah so oh geez yeah you have quite the list Was yeah it film you're producing <laughs> well so we have um we're gonna have a couple group acts which are always really fun those always mm -hmm. tend to like bring the audience um uh down uh so you know we i had to have more more performers than maybe you would normally have because sometimes okay. you when you do a show you'll have like everyone do two acts oh um, nice this, okay but yeah this time like pretty much everyone's doing one act maybe like a group act oh fantastic yeah so there's like let's see there's so there's yeah 12 12 performers and then we've got two actors so mm -hmm. um yeah but we've we've got some people that are like absolutely amazing at horror burlesque is kind of its own specific thing. Tatiana Tata yeah. is one of the, yeah. the top Denver performers for that. Um, and nice. there's a couple others who are really very good at that. We have some of them, um, their scheduling conflicts with some of the others, but, um, yeah. Um, and, and, and then you had a theater group too that you were working. Like, yeah, so the Savoy at Curse Park is owned by, it's a theater group called Theater Artibus, mm -hmm. and they are actually a group of uh, local clowns. What? Yeah. But oh, they, that's amazing. Yeah, but they do a lot of really amazing shows. They recently did one there called Recipe, and it was this really beautiful show that they collected stories from the people that lived in the neighborhood. Um, mm -hmm in the past and they looked up the history of the building some of uh, that information I'm actually incorporating into my show and they did little scenes for this show kind of showing you like throughout the ages what this building has been and what the neighborhood's okay. been nice um, and it was kind of the reason they put it on was a lot of you know because things are changing so much around Denver they wanted to talk about how, what it was originally okay. and who used to live there um, 27th and Arapahoe is one of those neighborhoods that was traditionally um, a lot of people of color right. and a lot of lower income people and it's changed a lot over the years but it was a, a really beautiful show and I'm working with yeah. them on this show oh good uh, nice. yeah they they own the building and they've been really great to work with Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Hookah Donnie. <laughs> I love that station. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so fun. Um, the, uh, you know, how long have you been uh, putting on shows? And, and uh, you're also a burlesque performer, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I've been performing for about um, five and a half years at this point. Okay. And I started producing about one and a half years ago. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, my first show was a, a Disney-themed show. It's called oh, the, cool. the Wonderful World of Burlesque, and that's become a, a yearly show. <laughs> nice. Every year is a different show with different castmates and um, just a completely different set of acts. But the, the theme is, of course, the same. It's all, you know, traditional Disney, Pixar and you know basically everything you'd want to ruin your childhood that's, that's excellent that's my line is i'm the showgirl that wants to ruin your childhood yeah. <laughs> do a lot of nostalgia but better than you know doing that than going to see like a live action transformers yeah exactly yeah. and i i'm a big fan of performers that can take you on a journey and the great okay. thing about burlesque is it's a very short journey so you have to pack this story into three, four minutes. Mm -hmm. And those are my favorite acts are the ones that, you know, you watch it and from, you know, beginning to end, you're taken on this journey. And by the end, you know exactly what 
they were trying to say. Yeah. And sometimes you do a story that's completely independent and they have to take you on a little bit more of a journey because they have to tell you who they are mm -hmm. and what they're doing. But then sometimes when it comes to a show like this or yeah. Disney, um, you already know who they are. And so then it turns into a thing of like, okay, well, how can you create an act that even if someone knows that character, like yeah. they're still happy. Nice. I, I always pride myself off of like doing things as accurate as possible. Okay. So if they have a scar on their left cheek, it will not be on my right cheek. Okay. Because you know, it, yeah. it's a little bit like cosplay in that way. Yeah. Um, and some people that is something yeah. of concern to them. And sometimes it's not, it's just every performer. It's different how far they want to take that dedication. Yeah. And, you know, as, as you mentioned, um, you know, with the, the, like a cosplay aspect, I didn't even realize, you know, you know, the, you know, the costuming and everything that, that does go into burlesque mm -hmm. and everything. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it can definitely translate or be seen to translate into something like, like cosplay. Um, I guess the, the performance aspect and, and, uh, the um the dedication to that is probably um you know would be the distinction right uh the separation of the two would you think or no uh, it depends on the performer what the separation is because okay. some performers do cosplay also right so like what they are going to do is going to be completely accurate to the character mm. as if they were going to a con yeah and then some performers it's just like a fun little thing they're trying on and yeah. you know maybe if you are hardcore into that character you won't like certain aspects you know you, okay. you'll you won't agree with like their choice to do certain things mm. um it's it's very performer to performer yeah that way they want to do that um especially you know something like burlesque y you have to come up with some reason why they they might be taking their clothes off yeah and sometimes the reason is because I'm here to do that. And sometimes you come up with some kind of crazy story about like, oh no, my thing ripped. And so I guess now I have to rip it off. And oops, now there's nothing there. <laughs> so so you're saying there's a very thick script. It's, you know, there is with me. Like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. very person to person. Like, I mean, like I said, some people, it's literally, you know, because I am supposed to, that's the reason. But mm -hmm. I always try to figure out when I do, especially a character that people know, like, why would they be doing this? Mm -hmm. um, sure. I did a Daria act once and I, Oh, I oh, did it a couple times and then just kind of abandoned it. Cause I couldn't mm -hmm. figure out what her motivation was. Mm. I was like, well, I don't understand why she'd be doing this. Right. So until I figure that out, I, I, I'm going to leave that on the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> At some point I'll figure it out. Oh, uh, that, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, that that would be that'd be great to see. Yeah. Um, I remember the cartoon, yeah, art school, uh, Daria on MTV. Oh yeah, that 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 was she, part, she was of, part of my childhood. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I had a very I had a very dark childhood in terms of my interests. Um, okay. So a lot of the inspiration for this show is mm -hmm. the fact that growing up, I was very very into the Victorian horror stories. Okay. I was like a little fourth grader reading, you know the cask of Amontillado and just nice. like, Oh, being kept in a brick wall. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> While wow. I eat my little, my little snack pack. <laughs> but yeah, wow. that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, well, you, you know, and you don't 
don't really hear too much uh, too many kids like growing up with with you know that kind of literature too mm -hmm. so it sounds like you had you know great exposure yeah i'm very lucky that when i was growing up they weren't um watching kid like what kids were reading quite as much as i think they do now because right. i think they would have probably thought i was like there was something wrong because mm -hmm. i was reading all about like uh the titanic and mm. victorian horror stories and stuff about like um concentration camps and like oh, all these terrible sad things as like a yeah. fourth grader and wow. i feel like nowadays they'd be like mm, come to the principal's office we need to talk yeah yeah but i don't know i guess you never you never grow your morbid curiosities sometimes they start very young well and and you know to be fair you probably shouldn't you know shouldn't true, grow those true. how else do, are you gonna you know maintain that curiosity mm -hmm. i think that's what makes us you know unique as as human animals um but uh, so yeah, so with all the the Victorian uh, you know influence you know on on this show, it, I mean it sounds like it's it's storied out and it's uh, scripted, and, and you've been uh, producing shows um, for the last year and a half or so. Uh, you know, uh, I think oh yeah, you know, not on here, but uh, earlier when we were talking, you were talking about a, a PBS. Yeah. So that sounded fun. <laughs> Last April, I did a PBS themed show and mm -hmm. it was set up as if it was almost like a, a different world where when Mr. Rogers went to mm -hmm. Congress to ask for the money, they told him no. And so how would he come up with it, but right. to like put on the telethon of the century. Yeah. And so it was, you know, we had our, our pledge drive hosts and we had people in the uh, background answering phones the whole time. Nice. And then we had all of your favorite characters. I made sure to kind of mix it up. There were, you know, some childhood shows, some not. So we had, you know, Bob Ross, we had Cosmos, oh. <laughs> we had um, Big Comfy Couch. Oh, wow. We're in the world's come San Diego, of course, Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. um, it was just all all across the, the PBS land. Nice. That, yeah. That sounds absolutely wonderful. I w <laughs> wish I knew about it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It uh, looks like uh, Ian Smith chimed in. Uh, Hi guys, sounds interesting. Hi, yes, Ian. Ian, go and get your tickets now. Yes, um, I mean, every show I've done so far is sold out. Oh, fantastic! I don't want to. I don't want to jinx myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, I am encouraging people to buy early, especially because I have uh, do it. I have some tables available if people oh. don't want to like have their drink on their lap they want an actual mm -hmm. table and it seats um up to three people nice. and those are only available pre-sale so okay. if people want to bring like you know two friends and have a table and just kind of make a night of it yeah. they, they have to buy those ahead of time otherwise they they uh you know as long as we still have tickets available we are doing at the at the door they're a little more expensive that way um but then it's just general admission which is just a regular a regular seat nice Nice. And, you know, with, you know, kind of bouncing back, uh, back and forth, really, um, with uh, burlesque as a performance art, I mean, it, it goes back, you know, quite a ways, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I'm not the best person to ask for in terms of specific dates. Um, oh, sure. I, I'm a little learned on it, but we have some amazing local people that are, like, they know, like, all the history um one of our one of our local performers uh she's actually retired at this point vivian baboon yeah she's, I know. Yeah, she's yeah. written like 
books and stuff. Um, yeah. She, she knows all about that, but yeah, it does. It goes back quite a while. Um, it originated with vaudeville. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is at my, a lot of my inspiration comes from the more like vaudevillian side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of taking things that people know and making fun of them. Right. So a lot of, a lot of that inspiration kind of makes its way into what I do. But yeah, um, you know, originally, I guess the original term for burlesque, it means like to make fun of basically. Okay, great. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of that, uh, that atmosphere of uh, parody and satire. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And there, it's interesting because th- there are so many different kinds of burlesque. You've got your very classical, which is what a lot of people think of with the gloves and the sequins and, mm. you know, very beautiful, um, and then you've got some that is uh, neo-burlesque. That's one, one way of saying like the newer stuff. Uh-huh. And some of that we've, um, we've got horror-lesque, uh-huh. which, you know, can be like blood and gore and gross. Yeah. We've got nerd-lesque. Yep. We've got boy-lesque. Uh-huh. Um, oh, there's so many, so many different versions. But there's whatever, a lot of lesque. Yeah. Whatever you are into, there is a show for you. It's just a matter of finding it right and i am what i'm hoping with the show is to kind of get some of those people that are into maybe a little bit of horror Mm -hmm. a little bit more of the theater side um people that just like to be told stories and kind of Mm. get them maybe even a little bit of history nerds yeah um i am using some of the history of the, the building to to uh kind of capture the story the host, uh, like I said, it's the ghost of the building. She will reference people uh, even in passing where she's like, at one point she's talking about the grocer next door. And that is, um, we don't know anything about this person, but they were the grocer who was in that building at that time. Nice. Yeah. It, it sounds like you like putting on shows that are layered. Yes. I love layers. I love layers. Yeah. I love stories. I love taking people on journeys and kind of letting them decide what they want to get out. Are you just looking to be titillated? We can do that. Mm -hmm. Do you want to follow a whole storyline? We can do that as well. Um, It's this great way of kind of encompassing all these different art forms, which I enjoy. Nice, Uh, that's wonderful. And and you're also uh, a seamstress too, right? I am, yeah. So my, my muggle job is I'm a seamstress. I went to fashion school and did the local fashion scene for several years. Nice. And then I, I took a little break because the economy was really bad at that time mm. and just um, started sewing for other people. And that's actually what I still do for a living now is I sew for other people. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I am hoping to get back into the uh, fashion side. Okay. So, yeah. Your your own fashions. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I do uh, vintage inspired, mostly dresses. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, is there you know and and uh, stop me if I'm being too prime, but uh, is there any place that we can uh, you know see some of the your your fashion work? Um, I still have a Facebook group up for my old company, which would have oh. been uh, Incroyables by Melissa May, um, but it hasn't been updated in many, many years at this point. Um, I like this when I was putting all this stuff on Facebook. That was like before mm-hmm. Instagram and oh, sure. all those. So it's kind of the only place. And I used to have a website, but that kind of went away as well. Um, so kind of, but once I bring my stuff back, I will be 
re-showing all of those pictures just kind of like a yeah room you know like a uh a, a flashback type of thing nice okay. yeah yeah. yeah, it was kind of hard doing fashion in, you know, around 2008, which is mm -hmm. when I kind of got started because no one was buying anything because okay. they yeah. didn't have jobs. Yeah. So that, that made it very difficult. But I, now, now that hopefully things will be a little better. Yeah. I'm hoping to get back into it. Uh, it you know, it seems like, um, you know, with, with a, the burlesque and the, and the you know the productions that you're working on too i you know i would think that uh you know uh doing fashion fashion design uh you know would just you know slide in and, you know to um as a kind of a parallel i think they do work together pretty well yeah. um i actually think if i wanted to do costumes i could definitely make the two fit together very neatly yeah um costumes aren't my strong point though i can do them for myself mostly as a money saving thing but whenever it comes to other people i i just think there's people who are better at it than me i, I tend to be better at like creating things completely from scratch with my own motivations rather than mm -hmm. trying to figure out what you need um and what fits your character but i i think that they are too two circles that are definitely touching yeah um especially a lot of burlesque performers have an interest in vintage fashion and that's mm. my main um inspiration so they i think they there are two worlds that seem like they'd be very far apart but actually i think are pretty close together yeah um it you know uh, along with that too it's like you know Clearly, you know, we're Colorado Festival of Horror, so obviously horror is something that, uh, that absolutely, uh, you know, we uh, just gravitate towards. Yes. Um, and, and uh, you know, with, with burlesque and, uh, like, some of the sci-fi horror films that you think of in the 50s, like, a lot of those black and white photos of burlesque performers and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, all that, that vintage, you know, it, to me, it just, you know, uh, creates uh, striking images and, uh, and references. Um, well, it's very interesting too, because there, there is this like history of burlesque performers performing in, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes horror, sometimes just right. like B movies. Right, right. Um, the I feel yeah, the two worlds I don't think are that far apart. No, not at all. Yeah, um, the same same people, just kind of a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we we are I think the some of the best people. <laughs> the weirdos. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> Uh, I think there needs to be more of us, you know, you know to, to make the world uh, run a little bit smoother mm -hmm. and at least have more interesting, uh, you know, things to talk about too mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, and work on. Um, what uh, you, you were talking about, you know, in your youth um, as a little girl, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, reading uh, some Victorian novels, um, did you ever uh, like uh, gravitate towards uh, film and, and yeah, things like that. I've always been very interested mm -hmm. in scary stories. Okay. But I tend to have to watch more of the like um the the tame ones. Okay. I can't watch blood and gore. Oh okay. My my body rejects it. Oh wow. Yeah. So it actually leaves a lot of really great movies out. Sometimes I actually will look up a movie that sounds interesting and read the plot because I'm just okay. like, I, I know I can't watch this. So right. I'll have to read about it instead. But <laughs> uh, Victorian horror actually works out pretty well because they didn't tend to have a lot of the blood and gore. Right. So 
a lot of the movies I have seen tend to fall either under like that type of thing mm -hmm. or um, movies kind of like The Others where it's like a PG-13 version sure, of sure. a scary movie. Yeah, yeah. Incidentally, there's uh, there's a number of like slasher films too that never had blood or gore. Yeah. So like Halloween was mm -hmm. one, and then like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, the one that you would think yeah. would have the most. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have that. Still very visceral. Yeah. I, I don't recommend watching it if if you're you know squeamish of uh, of heart because I still get freaked out when I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are very intense movies for sure. Right. Right. I used to watch some of them on TV because for oh, a while okay. they would show like Friday the 13th and they would just cut out some of the gory parts. Right. And right, you, right. It, it takes up huge chunks, but yeah. you can kind of get the general yep. storyline. Yeah. You understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah. So I used to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny how interested in horror I am despite the fact that I can't watch most of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I totally understand. Well, and you know, like that, that's kind of like one of the, the tropes now. It's like, uh, you know, you see edited stuff on, uh, on TV and, uh, you know, whether it's like foul language or uh, bloody violence, you got big chunks edited out, um, or you got, uh, you know, you know, you get bleeped or something like mm -hmm. that. I mean, that's that's stuff now you just like take that and throw into the south park yeah and it's it's absolutely hilarious yeah um but uh but, but yeah it becomes kind of intuitive it's like oh yeah you're, you're shielding us from from uh this stuff yeah, yeah. judging us from that naughty naughty language yeah <laughs> yeah but now i i totally get it sometimes the stuff that you see on on television is just really too graphic and and there there's a lot of a lot of horror movies that like i have a hard time sitting down watching like any of the saw movies oh yeah yeah i, I have seen the first one okay but the rest of them i know it, 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 I yeah i can't yeah it's mm -mm. it it's tough I, I do like that one of them though uh all of the uh the contraptions are from the spanish inquisition oh which one is that someone will know yeah is it two three yeah Brett, one of the earlier ones. Brett, you, you joined. Uh, Brett, where is, uh, which Saw movie is that from? You know, where it's the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, all the all the traps and stuff. Incidentally, uh, the um, um, Chris Rock and uh, Samuel L. Jackson are going to be in uh, like a, a Saw revival yeah. reboot. Yeah. Uh, or sequel, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, called Spiral. Uh -huh. I was like, wow, now I'm now I'm actually interested in that series. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that a lot of a lot of people are finding really interesting ways of mm -hmm. kind of making you interested in something that's already right. been like done to death. Right, right. Because um, I feel like you know Jordan Peele's doing a lot of that stuff where like he's bringing all these things that maybe have been done to death, and mm -hmm. suddenly we're really interested. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, definitely with the. Uh, a uh, new perspective, well, not, not necessarily a new perspective, but the, uh, you know, the black and African-American perspective, because uh, that's, I mean, horror has not been kind no. to, to women mm -hmm. and to, to minorities at all. There was, there were, there were these um, little, um, it's not really a meme, but like li little things uh, this month for uh, Black History Month where it was about horror specifically. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was talking about the first black character to be like the end girl. Okay. And it was in like the 90s. It was mm. not that long ago. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wow. that's pretty, that's pretty pathetic. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. 
the first black girl to be the you know, the final girl. Huh? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, realize that, that that was that recent. I want to say it might have been like I know what you did last summer, something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, Brett's checking on that okay. saw reference. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Was it one of the sequels? It probably. It, so I think, think there's two. I of think those. it might have been Brandy. Who was the oh, last girl. okay. It's been so, 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 so long. So don't that would make don't s- hold me to that. That would make sense too if it was you know, if it was Brandy. Yeah. As well. Yeah, she was so huge for a while. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> the nineties. Yeah. I was I was young and chipper back then. <laughs> now say, I'm old quite, and tainted. Quite, quite. <laughs> yeah, life, life does that to all of us, and that's why we need horror movies. Right, right. We need to escape. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, it's and. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, at the same time too, you know, horror movies are a fantastic uh, analogy for, you know, some of the things that we have to deal with and, and uh, cope with. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, so so while it's not kind to a lot of people, there's there's you know still uh, some amazing uh, uh, you know tropes that are worthwhile or worth investigating. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, with the. Uh, with the, the burlesque uh, and, and with the, the productions, I mean, yeah, and it's it's not unlike uh, a film production. I, I mean, I see your list. Yeah. It is a lot of people that you have to kind of you know get it's, and yeah, it's a lot heard. of people, people wrangling for sure because yeah. you've got you've got your performers and then I tend to have like one or two hosts because you know you have to have someone who's telling yeah. people what's going to be next right and then you have what are called stage kittens which mm. are the people that clean up all the things it's they're basically the set decorators right um and so they clean everything and set everything up and i always have two because like my shows tend to be very like over the top so like oh great and also like you know gotta keep on time oh, so okay. you want to do it quickly yeah and um yeah, then sometimes you have a stage manager. Sometimes you have maybe like security, yeah. someone who to work the front, and yeah, it's like, like it's always like yeah. one long list, and it's always on one person to take care of it, basically. Yeah, it sounds like you're putting on your own mini uh, convention or festival. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I've helped on other people's festivals before. I've never done my own, but. Um, yeah, there, there's definitely a little bit of, of that. Um, I mean, hopefully with festivals, you have a lot more people to help. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah, putting these things together, I mean, that's, 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 you know, pretty much its own day job in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, I'm, and I wish, I wish this could be my day job. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it, but it's just not a, not a uh, very lucrative field. You do it because you love it. Right, right. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, you'll be able to, to, to work towards, you know, something like that as well. Uh, I, you know, that's probably the dream for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like there, there are ways it just kind of um, involves a lot of hustling. Right. So you got to, you got to be in for, in for the hustle. For, for a show like this, and I don't know if, if you've, uh, you know, thought about it, but it just, you know, came to my mind. Um, you know, what would it take to, to, you know, put it on the road to, to do a couple cities? I would actually love to do, um, touring shows at some point. Um, it, it becomes difficult in that, um, not everyone 
is able to travel who does right. burlesque. There's a lot of people who, whether it's money or they can't get off time off of work or whatever, because mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it's not most of our day jobs. It's, it's usually just like a side mm -hmm. hobby or part-time job, depending on how the person treats it. Um, right. Yeah. It just makes it difficult, but I, I would like to do something on the road at some point. It would probably be a much smaller cast. Okay. Um, and it'll probably be sectioned off. So maybe, you know, like, okay, we go to these cities on this weekend and then we go back to our jobs and then okay. we go and do this and then we go back to our jobs. Cause yeah. that's unfortunately usually what has to happen. Yeah. 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 It can be a, yeah, a tough track to, to follow. Yeah. Yeah, that but, is kind of one of my dreams for sure. Yeah, that's like the rock and roll lifestyle right mm -hmm. there. <laughs> yeah, and I I like it. I like doing the the tours and um, oh, nice. we we have a lot of festivals in burlesque mm -hmm. and most states have some version of one. Some states have several, and it's always really fun to apply to them and, nice. and kind of you know treat it like a little. It's almost like a working vacation. Yeah. 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 So you tend to try out for ones that you want to go visit them. Right. Yeah. Right. Especially there's, cities you want to go see. Yeah. 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 There's, um, I, I do a lot of driving cause I do a lot of big propped acts. Okay. Um, and so my rule is kind of, if I can get there within 12 hours or if it's a place that I really, really want to go to, mm -hmm. um, then I'll do an open eight someplace. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There's, there's one in Hawaii and I haven't applied yet, but that's oh. at some point cause Hawaii it's it's an expensive flight, but it, yeah, yeah. But uh, I definitely recommend it. I've I've been to Hawaii. It's it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like uh, Brett. Uh, he says it's likely saw too. I wanted to say that. Hmm. I think that's correct. Um, because I remember reading about it when it like came out. So it would have been a while ago. Okay. Um, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think I've only seen the first three Saw movies. Yeah. Well, I don't think they made a big deal of it. I think it was just one of those things where, like, when you read the behind the scenes, they're like, mm. oh, yeah, this was all inspired by the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it wouldn't have been, like, publicized per se. Yeah, it's all in the production house. Yeah. Yeah. But that makes it even more disturbing when you watch something and you're like, yeah, so they really did this to someone at some point. Right, right. Um, uh, unfortunately, I think there's a good amount, not everything, that uh, from that, that film series that uh, they actually uh, you know, did do at some point in human history. We were, we're, the, we're the worst. We are. We were tremendously <sighs> cruel to each other. Yeah. And, and still are. Yay. Fucking human evolution. Yeah. But that's why <laughs> I, think, I think that's uh, why a lot of us who put together shows do it. So yeah. That people have that sense of escape to kind of forget yeah. that the world is terrible. Yeah, well, it, it's a great way to, you know, to bring everybody together. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah, hopefully everyone has similar, similar goals and the love of whatever it is. And it can be a very positive environment, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yes, most definitely. Um, yeah, uh, you know, with, with the, that history of, uh, you know, vaudeville and burlesque, I mean, you know, you, you've got, uh, you know, circus arts that uh, kind of came out of that and, and sideshow. Yeah. And there's a lot of parallels. Yeah, and I actually have some really fun circus-type performers in the show. Oh, great. Yeah, a couple. Is there um, anybody that you can name? Or? Uh, Brian Connolly. He does this really okay. cool thing called contact juggling. He'll be there. Contact juggling? So what is that? It's, you know, in the labyrinth when 
Luis Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and he he's really amazing at it. Nice. Um, he's one of the. We have a lot of circus performers locally who are who do like five different things, and he's okay. one of them. Like you know, he can do juggling, and he can do this, and this, and this. Oh wow! So it's it's pretty amazing, especially like. Uh, it's great as a producer because yeah. if you really like their style and what they do, you can be like, okay, well, I don't need juggling for this one, but mm -hmm. I know you know how to do this thing. So yeah. um, it's a nice way to kind of work with people for different things. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Who else, now, I mean, who else do you have on there? I mean, Tatiana. Yeah. She, she does everything. She does everything. Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, we have Drag King. Oh, okay. Yeah. A drag king. King, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dustin Schlong. Uh, he's very well known locally. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so he's playing the king in the opening group number, which I won't I won't give away. Yeah, don't. Because it's, it's you have to pay to see it. it. Yes, it's one of my favorite stories of all time. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. Who else do you have? Yeah, so I mean, we've got. Um, oh, I'm trying to figure out how much to give away, because um, we, so we 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 have another performer who does contortion. Name's Grace Ramsey. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know this person. Yeah, and I I don't know um, how she'll ask to be credited for the show because sometimes mm -hmm. we, um, for one type of show, will be credited in one way and mm -hmm. for another has to be credited a different way okay um but i know that for like a lot of her circus types jobs she goes by that um okay. she does contortion nice um and then you know we've got some people that do scary burlesque yeah we've got some that do um a little bit more classic we've got one performer viola Baudette, who's just like a, mm. she does very beautiful um but like sexy kind of classical um, we've got Farmer Dirty Duval, who she will be closing out the show with an act that is amazing. It's nice. giant, and it's sure to make a a impact on people. Yeah. Nice, yeah. big and impactful. Big, yeah. No, there are there are definitely some people bringing their a game for the show. Um, nice. We, there's a lot of fantastic local performers. I'm very, very excited um, for people to see. And yeah. I'll, re I'll be revealing the entire cast probably early, um, I'm thinking Monday, okay. on the event. Um, so if you check on the event on Monday, I will have the entire cast up. Nice. And, um, and then up until the show, I usually do little like uh, hints towards like some of the acts you'll be seeing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So something playful. Yeah, yeah. I like to give people like a little taste of what they're about to see, but not give it away. Especially okay. if it's an act that um, the fact that that act exists is kind of the biggest punchline. Because mm -hmm. um, some some people, you know, will say right up front, like this is this is what I'm doing. And some people mm. wait until the very end to reveal mm. what story they're doing. Okay. Um, and sometimes you'll figure it out if you're like a big fan. Okay. But. Yeah, and there are definitely some acts like that in the show where if you are a huge horror fan, you, you might know what the story is, but otherwise you might not until the very, very end. But but specifically, it's the Victorian, uh, you know, horror. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very, uh, very niche, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. But really, I mean, it informs so much of this pop culture anyhow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. When I was growing up, of course, you know, we all watched the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors mm -hmm. and you don't realize until you're older and you read 
the story is how many of like Victorian horror stories that they they call upon. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some that are super duper obvious. Like they've mm-hmm. got one where I think Bart is the Raven. So like yep. that's very yep. obvious. I remember that one. Yeah. But then there's uh, a lot of just horror in general where you don't mm-hmm. know until you're older that like, Oh, that story was done on that show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. A lot of, um, one of my other huge passions is I love the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, Twilight Zone's amazing. Oh my gosh. So, and the, I didn't realize until I was watching the Twilight Zone as an adult, how mm. many of those stories are in The Simpsons. Mm, right. Yeah. Right. Someday I'll do a Twilight Zone show. Yeah. The uh, Twilight Zone, uh, I think uh, Outer Limits also had an influence on, on the, the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, thematically, I mean, it's, it's, they, there's so much crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's stuff from The Simpsons that have made its way into other things. Right. Uh, yeah, pretty much anything with animation. Yeah. Yeah, that's adult animation. I yeah. Say. Yeah. That 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 would be pretty funny if if something like that ended up on on like a Disney show or something. Yeah. Like, like Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> there probably was. Who knows? Yeah. I don't Who's know. to say? <laughs> I, mean, I I definitely watch a lot of like children's things from my childhood but yeah. i'm not really into watching most of the stuff for kids now right because now like when like when you watch stuff from when you were a kid then it's the nostalgia thing right and you're like oh i remember this and i remember how much i loved it but now yeah. it's just like you know i i i can tell there's five apples there you're not fooling me because i'm an adult yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, clearly not designed for your age group. No, kind of not. Yeah, yeah. My favorite used to be on on Dora the Explorer when she do oh, the, like, yeah. the long pause and she'd be like, "What's your favorite?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I like that part too. That was you can't, you know, she's like psychotically looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they just did uh, that uh, Dora the Explorer. Um, feature film too I, yeah I, I didn't hear I, anything about it so. yeah i i actually did watch it it, it was Good. it was charming it yeah. was pretty charming you know for what they were able to do uh, you know they you know she breaks the fourth wall and yeah you know, asks asks the the audience questions and, and then everybody just looks at her and is like is she smoking <laughs> what's wrong with her is she is that epilepsy is she Aww. having a seizure what is yeah. going on you know so there, there's like those comments you know i was like oh that's sad <laughs> She's trying to engage the audience, and you're demeaning her. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty sure she wasn't talking to us specifically. No, not to us. Probably, no. probably slightly younger group. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. It's still charming. It's still worth seeing. So uh, I'm sure a lot of our, you know, horror friends are going to go watch that movie. Yeah, it you should. It fits. Diversify. It fits very well. <laughs> um. Yeah, I you know there's there's something else I was gonna ask and it's slipped right by the all the the Dora Explorer yeah, conversation. Sorry. Oh no 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 that's that's totally on me. Um, but it, it it sounds like you you've got you know fantastic. Oh you know you have an amazing talent pool to pull from. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh redundancy there. But uh, um, but do you find uh, you know Denver um, as kind of a yeah. A bed of uh, talent uh, you know there's there's a lot to pick from there's a lot of diversity we have we have a lot of performers yeah um, we don't have great diversity in terms of um, race okay we, we just don't um, but we have a lot of diversity in terms of 
people's styles okay. and what type of um, style you're looking for. So it's actually really great because it, whether you want to do comedy or like a very specific niche mm-hmm. um, theme or whatever, there, there's always going to be someone that not only do you think could do it, but probably has already done it. Yeah. Um, we have, we have a lot of local shows and it's, it's really fun to go and see people that maybe I don't even really know about it. for as long as I've been doing this. There's still performers that I have. I don't even know who they are. Mm. Uh, Cause we just get cast in different shows. Yeah. But yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of really fantastic performers locally. Nice. Yeah. And hopefully people like will go and take advantage of the fact that there's so many different great shows going on and discover their favorites. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for something like burlesque, how does one go about getting in, you know, in, involved in doing something like that? Um, it's a, it's, to be completely honest, it's a little more difficult now because mm. a lot of our classes um, that used to be where I would send people, those people oh. aren't really doing it. But there are some classes available. Oh, okay. um, there's some performers. Bunny Galore does classes. Mm. So does um, the Clock Tower does something called Booty School uh, oh, about wow. twice a year. Um, there are... There, there's some classes at a place called Tees. Um, from what I understand, they seem to be more uh, like dance okay. burlesque. Um, you know, think of almost like pussycat doll type of style. Oh, um, I okay. haven't taken one of the classes, so I'm not sure. Um, so find a, find a, and from there, there are some shows that are really a great place to kind of um, dip your toe in to get started at. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's just kind of a matter of, meeting people and going to shows and meeting other performers and finding out what kind of shows you want to do. Yeah. Um, I decided pretty early that there were specific kinds of shows that I wasn't as interested in as others. Um, you know, just like styles that maybe didn't fit quite what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of, you know, stayed with a couple of the, the same shows over and over just because they're the ones who tend to do the styles I like. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those things where unfortunately there's no easy answer. It's a lot of meet people. And even if you're an introvert, kind of force yourself to not be for a while. Yeah. I used to have to tell myself, okay, you have to go people now. Right. Right. It's like, I, I tend to be very introverted and I knew that the best way to get hired by people was to go to their show and talk to them and meet them. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the best way is to just like meet people. Nice. But I would say, you know, if it's something that people want to start at, uh, go to some shows, say hi to people, um, some of the performers you see and tell them you're interested and see what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, if it's a show that's exactly the style that you want to get into, then right. that's the best option because then they can tell you exactly how they got into that show. Right. Yeah. Nice. Uh, um, yeah. You, you know, for this in darkness show, um, you're wearing a lot of hats. Are you also wearing the hat as a performer? I am. Yeah. Um, because there, I, I had some acts that I had already wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, that 
And then when I decided to do the show, I was like, well, that would be dumb for me not to do these acts I already wanted to do. So I have a, I have a couple acts in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm also in the, the group act in the beginning. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I definitely will not be doing stage managing because I'll be too busy backstage. Good. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're gonna relinquish it, delegate it to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, it always ends up when you're the producer, it always ends up being a little bit of all over the place because you know, mm -hmm. even if you're doing something, there's like a guest who has a question and you're the one who knows the answer, mm. so they have to come get you. But hopefully, um, I will have people helping me that can kind of do that part for me. Excellent. That's Good. always the hope. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a risk. Like when you put on events because you never know how well it's going to be run. You, you, right. you do the best you can and you hope for the best. Right. Well, it, it, it it's probably just that much more uh, fulfilling when it's, when it is at risk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you manage to pull it off, at the end of the night, it's a, a really great feeling because you're mm. just like, oh my gosh, like I yeah. did it. Yeah. And somehow I made it work. Nice. The, yeah. Then you deserve that bowl of ice cream. At the oh, end of the night. oh yeah. Or in a couple of shots of yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, this show has a full bar, so I will probably be partaking. Excellent. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a victory drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The show's, uh, it, it's actually an 18 plus show, um, okay. but you know, we will be checking IDs at the door because it, we do have a full bar available, but I wanted to, a lot of shows are only 21 and up and I wanted to make it available for younger people. Cause I've actually right. done some shows where people are like, Oh, well my 19 year old friend wants to come. Mm -hmm. And I mean like legally they are an adult. So right. if, if it's possible, I try to do that for people. So it becomes a wristband thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. It, it sounds like an exciting show. Um, and I absolutely, uh, you know, uh, wish you the best. I, 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 uh, I can't wait to see it. Um, I'm hoping I'm, I'm able to come. Yeah. So, too. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll post um, the, the event page. It's got the ticketing information yeah, on there. Yep. So um, it's got a link to the event, right? Which has all the possible information okay. you want to know. And if anyone has any questions, uh, certainly they can ask it in the Facebook group okay. or they can send me a message. Um, Cause I'm the, um, the, the, the person, the grand doodah, the, 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 the person the pers who put the event on. The yeah. producer. The, the Facebook group person. Um, yeah. So if anyone has any questions, like certainly ask um, and I will make sure to give you an answer. All right. Well, thanks so much for, for you know, yeah. coming on and, and, and having me over. Thank you. To, to, to do this. It's, it's, it's always a privilege and uh, yeah, to be able to, to come and, and uh, talk with, with people and, and you know, learn what you do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, um, Oh, is there a website too? Um, it, it's on Eventbrite. So just go to Eventbrite. Yeah, okay. I, I had a link, but every time I try to type it in, it doesn't work. So I don't feel oh. comfortable giving it to people. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, just go to the Facebook page. Uh, we'll repost it. Uh, it's got the, the, the correct information on there. And, uh, you know, that should be uh, good. Yay. So, all right. Well, uh, I'm uh, Daniel Crozier, and, and this is... Polka Dottie and uh, yeah, amazing performer and uh, you know producer of burlesque shows. Thank you. All right, have a good one. Bye. Thanks for checking in.